Welcome to another edition of Saturday Night Live.
to God. Glory be to God for every mountain. He brought us over for every triumph he brought us through. We should always give him the praise. Yes, we have a word from our high on this afternoon. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for allowing us to see another day, a day that you have made, Lord God, a day that we will never see before, have never seen before and will never see again, Lord God. But just for that, we tell you, thank you, Lord God. We thank you that your grace and mercies are new every morning. Now, Lord God, we ask you right now that you help us to understand um, your word, Lord God. Help us to prick our hearts, Lord God, and help us to be doers of your word and not just hearers of the word, Lord God. Help us to continue to believe in the things that you have for us, Lord God, for you know the plans you have for us, plans to prosper us, to give us an expected end, Lord God. And just for that, we tell you, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. The word of God will be coming from Psalms 31. And the reason is this. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thy ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock for a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid prevalently for me. For thou art my strength. Into thy hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. I have hated them that regard lying vanities, but I trust in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy. For thou hast considered my trouble. Thou hast known my soul in adversities. 
and has not shut me up into the hands of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble. My eye is consumed with grief, yea, my soul and my belly. For my life is spent with grief, and my years with sorrow, and my strength faileth because of mine iniquities. And my bones are consumed. I was a reproach among all my enemies, but especially among my neighbors and a fear to my acquaintance. They that did see me without fled from me. I am forgotten as a dead man out of mine. I am like a broken vessel. For I have heard the slander of man. Fear was on every side. While they took counsel together against me. They advised to take away my life. But I trusted in thee, O Lord. Hallelujah. I said, thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of many enemies and from them that persecute me. Make thy face to shine upon thy servant. Save me for thy mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the wicked be ashamed and let them be silent in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence which speak grievously things proudly and consumptively against the righteous. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast worked for them that trust in thee before the son of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence for the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion for the strife of tongues. Blessed be the Lord, for he has shown me his marvelous kindness in a strong city. For I said in my haste, I am cut off from before thy eyes. Nevertheless, thou hearest the voice of my supplication when I cry unto thee. Yes, we got to cry unto God. Verse 23. All love the Lord, all ye his saints. For the Lord preserveth and faithful and plenty rewardeth the proud doer. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. Amen, amen. This was the ninth prayer of distress of David. David had 18 requests, eight secrets of answer prayer, 16 blessings to those who do pray. David started saying, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed and live me in thy righteousness. It was in this uh, particular passage of scripture, Psalms 31, David had, it was 18 requests of David. Yes, we are able to request things to God. David said to God, let me never be ashamed. The second thing was deliver me in righteousness. Bow down your ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be my strong rock. Be my house of defense to save me. The seventh thing I see, lead me for your namesakes. Guide me for your namesakes. He even asked, he said, pull me out of the net the wicked have set for me. He asked God, he said, have mercy upon me. Deliver me from my enemies. Deliver me from my persecutors. Make your face shine upon me. 
Bluetooth. Pairing Bluetooth connected. I'm sorry. Make your face shine upon me. Save me for mercy's sake. Let me not be ashamed. Let the wicked be ashamed. Let them be in silent in hell. Let lying lips be quiet. Hallelujah. How many of you know you can request some things from God? God know how to shut the enemy's mouth for you if you just ask him. David requested 18 things that I just gave you that David requested for God to do in his time of distress. God is our rock and our salvation. He's our strong tower in our times of distress. And we got to know how to call on him when we are in distress. In verse 8 of this Psalms, it says, Shut and has not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. Thou has set my feet in a large room. Hallelujah. I love what he said there. What he was saying is to shut up one up in the hands to another is to abandon him to the that person that he thinks has better power. But this God did not do to David and he did not do to us. He could give us over to the hands of the enemy. But God chooses because we trust and put our trust in him. He chooses not to give us over to the power of the enemy. Hallelujah. I thank God for not giving me up and giving me over for all the things that I had no business doing. He still kept me. He didn't turn me over to the enemy. He didn't turn me over to a reprobated mind. And because of that, I want to tell him, thank you. We ought to praise him because he could give us up for all the things that we've done. He could let our enemies overtake us, but he chooses not to. But if we ask and we cry out to God like David did in this Psalms 31, David said he was in distress and he needed something for God. David trusted God. And he knew that if he called out to God in distress, David went to God in prayer. That it was nothing God would not do for him to move the distress away from his heart and the things that he was going through. David, one thing that David knew that we should all know is God is our strong title and he is our strength. I see 38-fold trust of David in Psalms 31. He said, David said to him, in you I put my trust. He told God, you are my rock. You are my fortress. You are my strength. Into your hands I commit my spirit. You have redeemed me. I will be glad and rejoice in your mercies. You have considered my troubles. You have known me in my adversities. You have not permitted the enemy to overcome me. You have enlarged my place. He told God, I am in trouble. He said, my eye is consumed with grief. In other words, David said he been crying so much, his eyes have been consumed with grief. He even said, I grieve in my innermost beings. He said in verse 10, my life is spent with grief. My strength fails because of grief over my sin. 
I was a reproach to you among my enemies. I was a fear to my friends. And he even said, men fled from me for shame. Many walk away from me. In other words, because in verse 12, he said, many forgot me as a dead man. Many walked away from David. I am to men like a broken and useless vessel. Many slander me for my sins. Verse 13 was in that scripture, uh, that chapter. And he said, many slander me for my sins. We are just like David. Many people will pour out our sins and forget about everything else good that we may have done, but they want to pour out our sins acting as if they never did everything wrong and they came out the womb perfect. Don't let church folks Make you feel bad about your sin. Notice I said church folk. Because church folk try to condemn you about your sins. But just like in the Bible, what did Jesus say? Then without sin, cast the first stone. Then he told the lady that was uh, was caught in the act of adultery. He told her, where are your where are the people now that are persecuting you? Where are the people now that brought you before me when he said, ye will out said, cast the first stone? Nobody was able to cast stones onto her just like with us. Nobody could cast stones onto us about our life. Only Jesus. Jesus is the one that is to judge us. Don't get the misconception of what I'm saying. Yes, people could tell us, baby, we shouldn't do that. Or you should do things differently. Or, but they have no heaven or hell to put us in. Yes, they could guide us. They can help us. They're supposed to let us know where we are wrong. That's what real friends and that's what real people do. Real Christians say, okay, baby, you made a mistake. But come here and let me teach you how to get on the right track. And let me show you love. And let me love you back to your rightful state for which God has called you. We as Christians, we are not saying, hmm, they sinners. I ain't dealing with them. Put them all over there in a whole other category. Church folks tend to do that. And we got to learn better. Once we get a relationship with God, we got to learn better that God loves a sinner. Just as much as he loved you. Because we were sinners. We all sinners. The Bible said we are all sinners. Saved by grace. That don't exempt any one of us. All We all are sinners. The Bible also said we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Everybody. Everybody. But the key thing is. We got to learn how to be like David. When we do fall short, we don't need to be talking to man or crying out to men. We got to know how to go to God and lay it all at the altar with God. Go to God in prayer. This chapter, this Psalm 31 was a prayer of distress from David. David was so grieved 
over his sins and the things that was coming going on in his life, he had to go lay before the Father and make petition before God. And that's what we must learn to do. When our hearts are heavy and we're we're going in the wrong direction and we feel like everything is out of order, we need to go lay before God. Because God is who he say he is. And he will do just what he say he will do. Eight things God is to his people. God is our rock, which means he is our foundation. God is a rock, our foundation. He is Christ. He's our fortress. He's our deliverer. He's our strength. He's our buckler, which means he's our shield. He's our defender. God covers the head and heart so that neither is wounded by the darts of the enemy. Hallelujah. So God covers the mind and the heart. So neither of it is wounded by the darts that the enemy try to throw at us. And we ought to thank God just for that. God covers the enemy's darts he's throwing at us. He's our shield of protection. When the enemy is coming in like a flood, the Bible says he will lift up a standard against him. The only thing we got to do is believe and trust in God, and he will lift up that standard when the enemy try to throw darts at us. This they said that he will cover our God covers the head and the heart so that neither is wounded by the darts of the enemy. Come on, y'all. Verse 2. And then we could also represent that in Proverbs 2 and 7 and Genesis 15 and 1. He is our buckler. He is our horn of salvation. Horn is used in scripture as a symbol of power. So that means he is, he is powerful. He's our powerful salvation. He's also our high tower. And when we say high tower, what, in the biblical sense, the high tower means a place that's so high as to be out of danger's way. It's so high that danger can't even reach it. Hallelujah. Thank God for being our high tower. He protects us. The enemy had all, I think it was MC Hammer said, can't touch this. The enemy can't touch it. The enemy cannot touch God. And that's why we should trust and believe in him. We got to learn how to wait on God. Even if we don't see no hope for tomorrow. Let me give you 20 more reasons to wait on God. If you wait on God, Psalm 25 and 3 says, he bring you freedom from shame. Psalms 25 and 21, integrity and uprightness when you wait on God. Renew strength and courage, Psalms 27 and 14, when you wait on God. He give you better life, help and protection, God give us mercy. He is patient toward us. We have an inheritance in the earth 
if we would just wait on God. We have answered to our prayers and we will put our trust and wait in God. Psalms 40, 1 through 3, answer prayers. We have our daily supply. Psalms 104, verses 27 through 28. We have blessings. Isaiah 30 and 18. We will see the goodness of God. Lamentations 3 and 25. It's seven ways that we can wait patiently on God by doing what we see David continues to do all throughout the Psalms. David wrote most of Psalms and most of his things is out of distress. Just like we are in this courage, we get distressed, we get downhearted, but God is our strong tower. Seven ways to wait on God. Prayerfully, patiently, single-mindedly, expectantly, quietly, continuously, and longingly. Which means, in the back I said, write the vision. Make it plain. Although it may tarry, yet shall you see the vision. A lot of us don't have patience. And we expected something, and we haven't write the vision. And made it plain unto God. Yeah, God has plans for our life. He gave us a roadmap. He said he know the plans he has for us, a plan to prosper us and expect to end. But we got to know how to get in the face of God and get the instructions so we can know what to do to walk into our prosperity and to walk into our purpose. And that's where many of us fall short. We always want to do things to get prosperity, get rich quick. And, and a lot of people tie prosperity with money. Uh-oh. That's not what prosperity is all about. The Bible says, seek you first the kingdom of God. And all these other things will be added unto you. What are, what are all these other things? It's not just money. Health. Sound mind. Favor. My, my scripture for my ministry, anointed touch me in 3 John 1 and 2. Beloved, I wish that thee prosper and be in good health even as thy soul prosper. Let me tell you something. If your soul don't prosper in Jesus, you will never have no true prosperity in the physical. You got to enrich your soul before you can see prosperity in the physical. You got to see, you got to have prosperity in the spiritual before you can see the prosperity in the physical. If you don't have no prosperity in the spiritual realm, you will not have prosperity in the physical realm. Your soul has to be prosperous in God to receive what God has for you. So if you're not seeking and laying in the face of God, how are you going to get what God has ordained for you to have? 
if we're not asking him, God, what should I do? How should I do this? What would you have me to do? We got to be like David. We got to come before God broken and humble. David did a lot of things. and We'll be here all night talking about some of the sins that David committed. But it was also said that David was a man after God's own heart. And although we got flaws, y'all, as long as we seek in God and we after God's own heart, God will honor the things that we do. I just want you to meditate on this. Don't let people dictate your future. They don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. So when you feeling down and you feeling grievous, go to God in prayer like David did. Go pour out all your cares on him for he cares for us. Have a blessed and prosperous afternoon. And remember, God holds our master plan. Thank you for listening to another edition of Saturday Night Live.